Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. Hey, everybody. It's the Title IX Podcast and the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley, joined by Elisa Woods. And this week, I'm also joined by a little bit of a cold. So I'm sorry if I sound like I'm doing a bad Britney Spears impersonation all night. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, it's not great. But it is what it is. Tis the season, right? Mm, Definitely. I'm looking outside at the snow and just wanting to just barf. Or curl up in a blanket. That's what you meant to say? Yes. Yeah, okay. Blanket. (laughs) That's right. So this is episode six, and it's officially basketball season. Yay! Yeah, and I know we talked last pod about how mentally we're not quite there yet, and I'm still not quite there, but I'm working on it. I'm there. College basketball is one of God's greatest gifts to humanity, (laughs) so I'm going to get there, that's for sure. I love it. Uh, The only thing that I ever think about, I'm not the only thing, but my favorite thing to think about is when I was in college... I had these friends that they would just set up tons of TVs in their basements in March. And I just love March so much because of that. And I wish I could go back to that time where we, we do just, that at our house. So come you? over. Yes. Yes. Yep. I'll bring little Smokies. That sounds fabulous. I've never made little Smokies in my life. It's I don't not know why hard. I said that. <laughs> You're extremely talented. So I'm sure you can figure it out. I, bring, I believe in you. I'll bring slice and bake cookies or something. I'll take that too. <laughs> Whatever you have to bring, I'll take. <laughs> So we're recording tonight. It's Wednesday, November 6th, which means last night the men's basketball team kicked off its regular season uh, with a victory against the highly touted Mississippi Valley State University Delta Devils. Say that five times fast. (laughs) I don't want to say the little sisters of the poor, but that is what my basketball coach used to always call like the worst team that we would play. Or he would say like, oh, they're not the little sisters of the poor. Just garbage. Not <laughs> yeah. great at all. Just not not as good as us. There you go. That's a very politically correct way to say it. Yeah. And tomorrow night, the women's basketball team kicks off its regular season uh, against Southern University. So uh, here's your random sports trivia question of the night. Yeah, give it to me. Do you know where Southern is? Um, Georgia. No, Baton Rouge. I thought you might oh, know that because of your time down I didn't in- even think about that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't listen to the first part of what you were talking about, <laughs> so... Fair enough. I appreciate the honesty. I just thought, where is a southern state? It was a decent guess. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. Not bad. So because it's officially basketball season, we're going to talk a decent amount tonight Amount tonight about basketball. We're going to do a quick touch on the men's basketball game last night. And then we're going to spend, uh, I'd say, a good chunk of the episode on the GOAT of the Iowa State women's basketball program. And that is, of course, head coach Bill Fennelly. Yes, I love it. 25 years as a head coach, so we just thought we'd kind of give him a tribute tonight. That's crazy. I'm 35. Yeah, it's wild. And I'm going to make it even wilder for you in a little okay, bit. Okay, I'm ready for it. And then we're going to end, end tonight's episode uh, just with a little discussion about the NCAA's decision to allow players to profit um, off their name and likeness. And if you listen to Stands and Fits last week, you got a lot of information about how that could affect video games, which I know actually appeals to a lot of people. Um, but we're going to take a little different spin on it. And um, I'm I'm not sure exactly what your take is, but I want to talk about how it affects women's sports and the potential Title IX implications. Yes, when you said uh, video games and esports, I just immediately fell asleep, just zonked out. Like, Jared's pumped. Yeah, he is. BFF of the pod, Jared is super (laughs) jacked about it. (laughs) Um, I have actually a quick story about Title IX things before we jump in. Yeah. So a couple weeks ago, I was at a continuing legal education seminar. 
and we have to go to them. We have to have a certain amount we have to go to every year. I just don't do that for fun. Uh, but a lawyer came up to me and said, hey, I hear you're doing a podcast. This is really great, and, which is nice. But it became clear immediately that he's never actually listened to us. He just saw Title IX because oh. he said something along the lines of, I think sports law is so interesting. Oh. I want to be like, bro, it's a joke. It's yeah. ironic. Right. But I just let him go. I didn't make him feel stupid. But Well, if you're listening today, welcome to your first episode of the Title IX podcast That's on right. the Cyclone Fanatic <laughs> Network. You will, will go nameless. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so last night, men's basketball team took on the Delta Devils. And uh, if you've spent any time on Cyclone Fanatic and read BFF of the Pods, Jared... <laughs> Jared's game recap, you know that the Delta Devils aren't very good. No, they aren't. I, I was listening on the radio for a little bit, and I heard at one point them say, oh, yeah, we're on a 17-0 run. Uh, just a couple minutes ago, we had a 15-0 run, Like, and it wasn't even the second half yet. And we opened that game, I think we were 37.5-point favorites, which is just wild to me. What that was the ending score? It was 110-74, to 74, so yeah, we got in, took care of business, and... You know, that's all you can ask Great for. Teams Great teams cover, says Jared. <laughs> it's hard to take away much from a game like that just because you don't, I mean, without a real competition, what what can you take away? Yeah, conditioning. But, right, that's true, and just getting the guys out there and, you know, getting the dust off and playing in front of a crowd. But I will say a couple of things I thought were really positive. Matt Schultz, who's the sports information director for the team, tweeted out that the guard trio of Halliburton, Nixon, and Bolton combined for 23 assists and only three turnovers. Oh, wow. So that's a fantastic ratio. Yeah. Hopefully that can continue. And my favorite stat line of the night was my man, Mike Jacobson, led the team in scoring and also was three for five from the arc. And Jared, I'm going to steal a line from your recap when you said it was a direct double finger salute to our man, Chris Williams, for ever doubting our uh, our friend, Mike Jacobson, from the, from the three-point line. That made me giggle. So. I love it. Honestly, like just taking over where George left off, right? <laughs> No, you can't fill Jordan's okay, shoes ever. You're right, you're right, you're right. But it is exciting. I'm curious to see, you know, what role he eventually fills in the team. But like I said, he's my he's my early leader for favorite player on the team. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll see. Oh gosh, I gotta find a favorite player. Yeah, you do. It's and it Halliburton. can change. Well, I think everybody's is Halliburton, so I'm I trying know. to be the contrarian here. Well, I'm just you know what? I'm going to tell you why I'm not going to be the contrarian because in high school, all of the all of my friends got to choose their favorite in sync singer and I had to go with Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. He was not the best. Honestly, Lance would have been better. Lance was my favorite 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 I had so many posters of Lance Pass in my junior high bedroom. I had to pretend to like Chris. Well, you know, I think that Adult Elisa would have said, screw you. I'm going with who I want yeah. to choose. So you've grown. I'm JC proud of you. JC Chazé. <laughs> How is it not JT? Oh, yeah, him too. The curly hair turned me off a little like ramen noodles. All right, I need to... <laughs> I just need to say something. Jared just interrupted me with a text message. It says NSYNC sucks backstreet. (gasps) And that is the most offensive thing I've ever heard. We're done. Okay. We got to talk to Chris Williams about this. We need a new producer. New producer. Are you kidding me? We were just touting Jared before the game for these wonderful. (laughs) He's leaving now. That's fine. Guess what? I know where the record button is. It's blue. (laughs) This is just unbelievable. Uh. 
Anyway, now that that's over with, and I have a new terrible perspective of Jared. Now that all the men in the room are gone, let's talk about really taking over this company. <laughs> that's what this is really all about. Yeah. Oh, oh he's back. Oh, he has a headset. Oh, no. We've been talking about giving him a microphone for <laughs> moments like this. It's really too bad he didn't have one before. Oh, shoot. Okay, well, let's move on. <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, just sick for life. Just, that's right. Just to close it out, Iowa State, the men's team plays at Oregon State on Saturday, and that's going to be a fun day because obviously we're playing at Oklahoma for football, so just a full day of Cyclones on Saturday. I love it. Oh, Jared's got the headset. I know. Jared, what do you have to say, Jared? I have one thing to say to Jared, and okay. it's bye, bye, bye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you want to talk I'm about this? I'm just telling you guys, Backstreet's better. Like, no. It's just a fact. Okay, well, you plugged in to say that, so. <laughs> you it's can plug yourself it's back out. <laughs> yep. It's a fact. I'm Unplugged. Just, I will, I'll leave my headset plugged in. Girl, you girls know. only. Here, you just hit this button. Oh, he gave me the power to mute it. This is wonderful. Okay, I, okay Jared, now that you've given me the power to mute you, I'm, back. I'm okay with you okay, again. Okay, good. All right, so let's talk about the GOAT of the women's basketball program, uh, Bill Fennelly. This man is celebrating his 25th year as head coach. He coached at Toledo for a couple of years before he joined Iowa State in 1995. And the first thing I want to do with you is play uh, a pop quiz. It's a, actually a pop culture quiz of oh. the year Coach Fennelly was hired. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right, so what we're going to do is I've, I have a couple of trivia questions for you. Okay. These are multiple choice. Are you actually listing this yeah, time? Okay. Multiple All right. choice. All right. So what was the best, the film that won best picture at the Oscars in 1995? Was it A, Pulp Fiction, B, Quiz Show, which I've never heard of in my life, C, Shawshank Redemption, D, Forrest Gump, or E, Four Weddings and a Funeral? Forrest Gump? You are correct. <gasps> Let's go. What does she win? Nothing. That's the only one of all those <clears throat> I've seen. Well, I have bonus questions for this okay. too. Can you name the highest grossing movie from 1995? Titanic. No, that was later. <laughs> um, the Grinch. No, I don't know. It I don't was know movies. Toy Story. Oh, I was gonna go Mrs. Doubtfire. And I'll give you a double bonus. It's another Tom Hanks film. Can you name another uh, of the top three highest gross, grossing movies in 1995? I mean, Forrest Gump. Well, that was Best Picture. It's not that one. <laughs> okay. It was Apollo 13. Oh. So that's a good year for Tom Hanks. Dang, I was going to say, he had a really good year. Really good year. Almost as good as Bill Finley. Almost. That's right. <laughs> so uh, my second trivia question for you. Jared, if you know this, just give me a, a wave and I'll turn you back up. Mm. Can you name which of these songs spent the longest time on the Billboard Top 100? Was it Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise? TLC's Creep? TLC's Waterfalls, or The Real McCoy's Another Night, which was my first CD ever, by the way. I'm going with Waterfalls. That is incorrect. Dang Jared, it. would you like a guess? Uh, oh, I don't know how to do this. That red button. Okay. Uh, first of all, I have to preface this by saying this was literally the year I was born. Uh, oh, but, uh, that was just, I Well, I was actually born in 94, but, so, okay. Besides so it wasn't the year that you were no, born. Saying, Mute you again. I mean, I you saying, are fake I was, news. I was like less than a year old when Coach Finley was fired. All right, hired. Hired. Sorry. Um, okay. This is just really going off the rails. I'm sorry. Right. I need to hear the options. Again. All right. All right. Ready? Yeah. Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise, TLC's Creep, TLC's Waterfalls, or The Real McCoy's Another Night. And she said Waterfalls, right? Correct. Uh, it's Gangsta's Paradise. You are correct. That's right. 
Mm. Other fun facts about 1995, O.J. Simpson murder trial, the Oklahoma City bombing, and that's the year the Macarena went viral. Wow. Yeah. Do you know the Macarena? Jared mastered the Macarena at one year old. That's right. She's doing it. Even though you can't see her, she's doing it. But I tell you these things not to make you feel old, but just because once you put it, at least for me in context at how long, like where I was in 1995, I was eight years old. Suddenly it's like, wow, this guy has been here for a long time. And that's just wild to me. It is. Yeah. He took over a team that finished the previous season, eight, 19 and one and 13 in the conference. And they averaged roughly 700 fans. Uh, and I thought this was fascinating. It's from the Ames Trib. 310 fans uh, showed up for Coach Fenley's first exhibition game. Wow. Yeah, so he probably wondered for a second, what have I gotten myself yeah. into? But just the second season on campus, uh, Iowa State earns hit, uh, its first ever NCAA tournament berth. And at least in my perspective, from my perspective, he never looked back. That's amazing. He's 505 and 262 with the Cyclones, has one of the highest uh, winning percentages among active coaches in women's basketball. He's been into the NCAA tournament 21 times, 18 of which were at Iowa State. That includes two Elite Eights and five trips to the NC, uh, Sweet 16. And this is crazy to me, but he's been to the NCAA tourney, tourney 11 times in the last 13 seasons. So 18 out of 25 21. years oh, yeah. at Iowa yeah. State, he's gone to the tournament. Yeah. That's that's really good it's insane to me and I, I mean this is all stuff that I think in the back of my mind I probably knew but I never just put it on paper and it's just wild he also has a knack for um you know finding players that I think have become household names in Iowa especially to little girls like me and you Stacy Freeze, Angie Welly, Ann O'Neill, Lindsay Metters, Allison Lacey. Angie Welly was my uh, I want to say like freshman or sophomore high school coach really yep Yep. That's really cool. Because I went to Ames High. Um, and then Chelsea Poppins, Hallie Christofferson, Bridget Carlton. I just think it's insane. These these players, and what's wild to me is, you know when a song takes you back to middle school or junior high or a very specific place? You name any of those players, I'm like, wow, I was a kid. Wow, I was in high school. Wow, I was in college. That's law school. And it's just, it's the range of my entire life. Yeah. Um, I think we've talked about this privately before, but Allison Lacey is probably my favorite out of those. I just think she has a fascinating backstory. She's uh, Iowa State's highest WNBA draft pick, won a title with the, uh, I think it was Seattle. So she's she's definitely my my favorite out of those. My favorite is either Stacy Freeze, because that was really the start of me loving sports and seeing that women were playing sports and just kind of like, really get in getting into Iowa State basketball I remember I used to watch basketball with my grandma and grandpa I'd sit in front of their you know rocking chairs on the floor watching this tiny little tv always tuned into Iowa State especially women's basketball and men's basketball I just like I have such fond memories of watching those players and I also found well, and it's actually the same is true for a lot of these players, but um, Stacey Freeze just looks so unassuming. I mean, she yeah. looks like me or you, and she goes out there and she's this BA baller, yeah. you know? And I just think that's awesome. Yeah, like like pants a little baggy, you know, a little bit The skinny. bangs, do you remember yeah. the bangs? Oh, yeah. Which I don't know if you've seen photos of her recently. She looks exactly the really? same. So good for her. Uh, what, yeah. what is she doing? That's a good question. We should look into that. Oh, maybe she wants to be Jared, on the pod. Jared, write that down. Write that down, Jared. Oh my gosh, my <laughs> pulse. If she wanted to be on the pod, I would fan Make yourself useful hard. with that microphone and 
make yourself a note on your phone or something. Mm. Listen, Stacy, <laughs> slide into my DMs because right. you are awesome. Um, I mentioned, what did I say? Seven, averaging 700 fans before a coach took over. Yeah. Last year, they averaged nearly 10,000 uh, fans a game. And it's just, uh, you know, I, at least from what I can remember, Iowa State's attendance has always been impressive. I know they've um, averaged among like the top 10 schools in the country for a lot of seasons, um, I think probably over 10 years. So good for, for good for Coach Fenley for, for making that relevant all yeah. these years. Yeah, definitely. Uh, based on my brief internet research, it looks like Stacy does uh, appraisals now. Like home appraisals? Yeah, home appraisals. Yeah. Is Where she at? in the area? Uh, in Cedar Rapids. <gasps> oh, this is doable. Yes, I, I love it. Title IX road there. trip. Yeah. I was say, I think I know some people that could probably get us Stacy Freeze. Let's do phone this. Number two, and we can make calls on the Can board. I fangirl the whole time? No. It, listen, he just said we could make phone calls on this. No, we're going in person. <laughs> Jared, you're driving. <laughs> I'm muting him again. Okay. Um, I will say, I'm, anybody who's, who's followed the program knows that it's not been all rainbows and unicorns. Yes. Um, coach dealt with a cancer scare after the 2009-2010 mm-hmm. season throat cancer, which changed the way he coached a little bit and we all know he's a very vocal man so yes. I'm sure that was tough for him but he bounced back and then he's said publicly several times that he considered retri- retiring after the 2017-28 season and thank goodness he didn't mm-hmm. I mean that's a then you don't have the magical season last year with Bridget Carlton yep. so yeah definitely and I just I do want to note too that I went to high school with his son that's right who was just always a really nice guy he, I remember him being in choir with me and now you know he coaches alongside his dad yeah, which is very cool become a family and you know he, he's married to Lindsay Metters now Lindsay Fenley so yeah. it's truly become a, a family business yeah and I mean I don't want to tell his business but I think that kind of everybody knows his business so <laughs> <laughs> Billy had a heart condition and so he didn't end up playing playing like basketball. I know he played golf. Um, but I think that that really kind of influenced his, um, his desire to coach with his dad and just to kind of pursue coaching because he wasn't really able to play, you know, varsity or anything like that. So I definitely respect that. And I think that's very cool to kind of keep it in the same industry. Yeah. And he's done a good job of, I think, following in his dad's footsteps and, um, you know, keeping Iowa state, relevant and I think they do things off the the court that are impressive too Uh, I think I read a statistic that for every player that's completed their eligibility under coach Fenley they've all gotten a degree from Iowa State which is just wild to me that over the course of 25 years there's not one really bad apple that ruins that so good for coach and then the other thing I've always been really impressed with is the way that coach gives the public access to the team and I think the best example of that was last year. Do you remember um, they were going to throw a party for the NCAA seating announcement, the tournament seating? Yes. And ESPN leaked it. Mm-hmm. And there was discussion, you know, are they are we going to actually go through with this party? And I think it would have been easy to say, forget it. It's out there. What more do we... But they had it and people showed up. And yeah. I just thought that was the perfect example of coach continuing to give access to public and the public saying, thanks, we get it. You know, yeah. and we're here for you. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen this year. Like I said, they play Southern tomorrow and then they play Drake on Sunday. And if my memory serves me and our fact checker, Jared, can check this. I think Drake is um, the defending Missouri Valley Conference champion. So Sunday's going to be three time. 
So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough on Sunday. Yeah. Um, Kristen Scott's been injured. She didn't play in their exhibition game, but I saw coaches during coaches' media availability today. It sounds like she'll pr- play tomorrow night, but with limited minutes, and hopefully that allows her to play um, the entire game on Sunday. But I don't know. It's um, it's obviously a rebuilding year in a sense that you're losing your leader, but you have a lot of uh, impressive players coming back. And Ashley Jones played great in the exhibition game, but again, it's an exhibition game. What are you supposed yeah. to take away? But we'll see. I'm yeah. excited. I just I don't feel like it's ever really a rebuilding year with Bill because that's a great point. He just like he backfills. You know, you have a great player, and you j- don't just kind of sit on your laurels and try and get you know grad transfers that are also the same age or anything like that like he just definitely like develops the younger the younger you know freshmen and sophomores to be able to play and so then when it's their turn you know they're they ready don't, to roll yeah they don't miss a step right that's a great point I, I think that's absolutely true so I think we said this last episode but I'm going to say it again um, if you have little kids whether they're boys or girls the women's basketball games are a fantastic environment and it's a really really easy and um, non-intimidating way to get your family exposure to Iowa State and Iowa State Athletics. So get the family to Hilton Coliseum. I do have one more thing. Just like studying, I studied sport management in college and you think about coaches and there are like transitional coaches who can take a team who's not very good to be a good team. But often those same coaches aren't kind of the same sustainable coaches. So a coach that comes in with a pretty good team and keeps that team kind of growing on that. I feel like he is both a transitional coach who transitioned a team that wasn't very good to be kind of a powerhouse. And then he's been able to sustain it for a long time. So that's a very unique thing. And it's a great point too. And it's a reason the guy has what's essentially a lifetime contract. So we're lucky to have him and 25 years, like we established is a long time. And I don't, I'm just excited to see him. Well, I'm proud of the legacy he's already built and I'm excited to see where he continues to take it. Definitely. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll hop in and talk about the NCAA's decision. Sounds good. All right, we're back. So let's talk about this NCAA decision. Just a minor decision. Yeah. So, you know, lay it out for us. Okay. So last week, the the Board of Governors voted unanimously to permit athletes to benefit from the use of their name, image, and likeness. And I think it's important. I'm sure anybody listening probably um, has some idea of of what's going on and what this means. But I think it's important to first lay out that this does not mean that schools are paying the players. Right. It just means that players can negotiate deals with businesses, third parties. Like we talked about earlier, video games, um, camps, clothing makers, car dealerships, eye care. I mean, who knows? Mm -hmm. It can be really, at least at this point, that part of it is pretty open, I think. Yes. Um, And really, I think the NCAA's hands were tied um, there's a law in California that goes into effect in 2023 that basically does the same thing. And there's bills going um, in Illinois and Florida and legislation being discussed in lots of other states. So the NCAA, you know, kind of had to conform. But what I thought was interesting is that the NCAA said that these changes have to fall within several different guidelines. And there was one that that immediately stood out to me. And that was the guideline of enhancing principles of diversity, inclusion, and gender equity. And here's the thing. I know earlier I joked about not talking about the law, the Title IX law, but um, really high level, just generally speaking, it's a federal law that prohibits colleges and universities from discriminating against um, any group and the basis of sex. And in the sports world, that means you have to provide equal opportunities for female and male athletes. And you have to, essentially the school has to offer equal benefits. And this first one, this first concern I have, bear with me, because I, 
it's not something that's super easy to explain because it's not explicit. It's more implicit. And, um, so just bear with me. And if you have questions, just come at me with them. Okay. So like I said earlier, schools aren't paying players directly. So I don't think anything about this change directly, um, involves or implicates title nine. But my concern is what if there's, let's just say a car dealership that develops a off the books relationship with football program. And it becomes clear over time that this is really a recruiting tool for a school. So that this car dealership might say, Hey, I know I can't pay you prior to you playing football, but once you get on campus and once you take a snap, here's your check or something to that effect. And what if the school becomes aware of this and does nothing about it? And at that point, are, is that acquiescence and allowing something that's a recruiting tool for male athletes, but not female athletes in violation of Title IX? But I don't think, I think that that's the point is that it, it, it is going to be used as a recruiting tool. Yeah, right. I agree with you. And I, but I don't think they're, I, I'm not sure that that's what they want to happen. I think that absolutely will happen. And I'm concerned about if, you know, schools kind of turn a blind eye to this or pretend like they're turning a blind eye to this, what impact that might have on whether they're giving those same opportunities to female athletes. And I don't want to act like the, the football team gets the same sort of like benefits as the women's golf team. Well, right. You know what I right, mean? Right. I don't think like all is fair in, and in NCAA nor sports. Nor should it be. Right. Yeah. Because some of them are, you know, high revenue producers and some aren't. Right. You know, so yeah. I, I get that. And I, I don't necessarily think that, um, that's not necessarily something I am personally concerned about. It's just a concern from a high level of this is obviously going to impact or have um, potential unintended consequences in the confines of Title IX. Right. And I think that the like my point is that you can't withhold something from people just because it might not be fair to other people. And I think that... I think that it opens the door a little more than people realize. Like, yes, the, you know, the shoe deals, the the bigger money deals are probably going to go to the quarterback, wide receiver, maybe the star running back, maybe, you know, the top two or three players on the men's basketball team, and that's it. But what it does is it opens up opportunities for I mean, for the lack of better terms, for these athletes, men and women, to hustle. Right. Like, to make money where they've been not able to do it before. So I work with a former Iowa State football player, and he got a lot of grief for making art. Like, he literally made art. And they were like, no, you can't sell that because they might be buying it because, you know, you're you're an athlete. And it's like... No, they're not. Like, let me let me have my side hustle. Let, let me, me be make, a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know these athletes get out of college, and what is it? Ninety eight percent of them don't go pro, especially the women not going pro. And if you are going pro, not making a lot of money, you have to know how to hustle, and you have to know how to market yourself. You have to know how to sell a good. You have to know how to strike a deal make a sale like true life skills yeah 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 things you know a perfect example of this is Lindsay Fenley who does all sorts of basketball camps with George Yang obviously she's you know she's past the point of playing so it's fine now but 
someone like her who could throw um, a camp together in college and make, a, you know, she's not going to be a millionaire off yeah. of it, but it's it's extra money for a skill that she is better at than other people. Yeah. And, and I think that one of the big things that is available to college athletes is social media. Right. And being able to monetize their social media, being able to monetize your um, YouTube. One that I was have been talking about for the last couple of weeks is the UCLA gymnast, yes. Caitlin Ohashi. Uh, that's how I would pronounce yeah. it. Yeah. And so she went viral because of her amazing floor routines and um, basically 67 million views as of now have gone to the UCLA athletics department. If they, I don't know if they monetized it. I haven't watched, you know, to see if there's ads on it, but if she were to have posted that and it went viral and she monetized it, she would have a lot of money right now. That's a lot of views. And that is, you know, the potential to make a lot of money. Um, in comparison, I think they had something from last week that had 21 views. 21 total. Yep. 21 total. <laughs> so it's not like the UCLA athletic department is driving, you know, a lot to their YouTube. Right. They have maybe a thousand views on a lot of their other, you know, older material, a lot of their older videos. And so it's like, obviously Caitlin was the driving force in any m money that you got from YouTube and probably still is people probably still you know oh well i'm gonna subscribe now to ucla's or now that we're talking about it again someone's gonna go i guarantee you someone who's listening is gonna go youtube oh, and yeah. you should by the way it's amazing it is yeah, yeah. yeah. she's like sassy and she's wonderful yeah my girls love it <laughs> she just she has like she has this attitude and she has this um like poise i don't even know how to explain it but it's just like personality yep that is cool. And I, I think you bring up a super important point. And I, it's easy when things change like this to think the world is ending with respect to collegiate athletics. I don't think that's happening. Yeah. And I do think you're right for the vast majority of people. This is going to be something that you can do a side hustle and just, you know, like I said, you're not going to be a millionaire, but you can get yeah. some cash. And I think that's a super positive thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, now that Brock Purdy jersey that you're selling, he has a right to say, hey, can I have a chunk of that? And that money is going to be taken away from somebody who's saying like, this isn't right. We shouldn't be doing it. And that's why they're saying that. Right. Is because there's going to be a chunk of money that's now going to these young people that was before in some old white man's pocket. <laughs> that's you know? right. And now he's pissed right. about it. Right. So. Okay. I'm going to throw another concern I have uh, um, and I want to bounce it off of you. Okay. And this is something that actually ESPN raised prior to the NCAA's decision. It was in response to the California law. So, um, because, like I said earlier, because the schools aren't necessarily directly paying the athletes, they're not having to ensure that the, the money is equal, just equally dispersed between men and women. But what happens when you have these donors who right now are donating large chunks of money to the athletics department or the university and that money gets trickled down to those non-revenue sports? What if they take that out and start putting it towards individual athletes and the ones you talked about, you know, the quarterback, the running back, the wide receiver, the, the star men's basketball player? What happens then with those women's sports like golf, for example, or tennis who aren't money makers and the money that was going to them is being taken out and given to individual players. Okay. But is it that mon the money that was going to them or is it now a percentage of the money that was going to all of the 
Yeah, it is. But all of the sports. So now football is also losing a little bit of money. True. But I'm guess that's also that's true. It's just probably a bigger deal for the golf team to lose out on a thousand bucks than it is the football program. Right, right. But the the golf team's losing out on a thousand bucks and the football team is probably losing out on more because they have more scholarship You're saying percentage wise yeah 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 Yeah, and I and I this is another one of those I don't think the the sky is falling it's just an interesting thought process or um you know to see this I don't think that was an intended consequence of this but it it will be a true consequence of it yeah I don't know that it's going to change anything for, you know, I don't think we're going to see a lot of programs canceled, but it might affect where they go or what kind of athletes they can bring in. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. None of this. I maybe we'll get a baseball team or something, right? (laughs) I don't think that's good. I don't think so either. (laughs) The other thing that I think is interesting is, um, you know, we oftentimes and rightly so complain about the NCAAs sometimes unfair or inconsistent application of the guidelines that currently exist. And this decision is going to create more guidelines. It has to, because you can't have a decision like this without rules, because otherwise you're going to have someone getting paid $10,000 for a signal, single signature as opposed to fair market value, just those types of things. Right. So I do think it's an important move. I think it's probably the right move, but I do think the NCAA is going to have to make regulations that are going to make us angry, mm-hmm. just because that's the oh, nature yeah. of that. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Oh yeah, out. and I think that just in the beginning, it should be heavy regulated, and then you know let it, let it loose a little bit every couple of years, and, and see what happens. Know, yeah, see what happens. Don't just let like the, excuse my language, shit show just, right. you know, go. Kind of just let things go a little bit at a time and see how it goes. And, you know, if oh, one year, ooh, that wasn't a good idea, then rein it back in, you know. I am glad I am not a part of the NCAA staff or on its legal team right now because I imagine those people are stressed out. You know what position that I would actually really love to have at a university would be to be a a person that these athletes could come to that helped them learn how to monetize their you know, skill likeness image. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that that would be really cool. And just to have the diversity of people coming to you, you know, the star football player, you're coming and saying like, okay, this is how you pitch to so-and-so this is, you know, when they offer you this much money, this is how you, you know, ask for a little bit more. This is how you know what your value is. And then, you know, the softball player, you say, Hey, you know, are you available late fall to coach a fall ball team? Do you want to do some indoor pitching lessons in the winter or something like that? Like, let's figure out you how to get you a little bit of money. to Iowa state and you I could should. be the first one. Who's listening? Someone important. I'm sure. I, know. I do think that that, I think, well, at least I hope that universities start employing people like that. And I know they do that in a certain capacity, but I don't think it's probably to the extent that we would all like. It's the same reason why I wish I would have you know, learned how to write a check in high school instead of sewing a pillow. You know, it's those types of things. Not that sewing and pillows aren't important, but. Oh yeah. I made a pair of shorts that (laughs) if my mom didn't rip them up, I'd probably still be wearing to this day. They were uh, Georgetown shorts and they were plaid and never mind. All right. Elisa's making a coat, by the way, a very expensive wool I coat. I am making a wool coat. This woman coat. is extremely talented. I am basically a home ec teacher is what I am. <laughs> So no digs to the home ec teacher. It's just no. I want to be a home ec teacher. <laughs> no, like, no, I know. Me. Okay. I I'm just saying. I I do think that's important. But I think the practical skills that you know we sometimes lack at um, high schools and higher education. I think are going to be even more important for athletes as we go down this road. Yes, I learned to make an omelet in home ec. <laughs>
I'd take one right now. Make a damn I'm good omelet. I'm always good for an omelet. <laughs> no, I don't make a good omelet. I can't ever get them to flip. You should talk to my husband. He's good at it. It just, just turns into a scramble. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, a couple of things that I think are interesting about this. So the bill that was proposed in California was proposed on LeBron James's oh. show. And oh. he's like a huge backer of this law, which I think is hilarious because he never actually went to college. I have a similar point to this. The woman that was behind it, that wrote it, mm-hmm. not a collegiate athlete. She was sitting in in some rotary meeting or something, you know, similar to that and heard someone speak and it became like a real big passion of hers. I just think it's wild that for years, this has been a topic of discussion and the people that are actually making it happen, nothing to do with college athletics. Oh, I love it. Love it. And then I do just want to mention the central Florida kicker, (laughs) Donald De La Hay. I don't know. (laughs) Honestly, I just saw his name and, and a certain, uh, afternoon sports talk show host told me about him, tried to compare him to Caitlin. Yeah. He has like one or 2 million views per video, not 67 million. No big deal. Um, but he did end up the, the UCF came to him, not the NCAA UCF came to him and said, Hey, you got to demonetize your YouTube channel or like quit. And he basically said, okay, then I quit. And then he sued him and ended up being able to finish his education, I guess, um, as a result of that lawsuit, good for him for going back and wanting to finish his saying that that was the important part of all of this, right. is that he finishes his education and is now a full-time YouTube star. Good for him. And a million views per video is not, is nothing shabby. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's incredible. very good. So I right. think he probably made the best choice because kickers are a dime a dozen, especially right. from central Florida. That's right. right. Yeah. It's wild. And you know, we're going to see a lot roll out between now and January of 2021 when, um, I think they plan to have everything in place. So I don't know. It's a lot to talk about. It's a lot to take in and I'm sure this won't be the last time we yeah. talk about it. Okay. Well, do you want to talk about what's just on been on my mind? Was this your random? Yep. Random oh, tangent. I'm so scared. And, so first of all, and it just got escalated on the drive here. I heard that Michael Strahan and Alex Rodriguez have a new show called the comeback and it's they basically teach like former athletes how to manage their money or get back on their feet yeah and so I heard and I they may have just spliced these two together but it's like them asking somebody how much money have you made over the course of your career and the guy says 200 million and then they say and now Evander Holyfield has no money like what? Well, do you remember that 30 for 30 a few years ago about NFL players that have gone big? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's actually super sad. I, I'm i not a huge 30 for 30 person. And <gasps> I know, right? I know. Here's the, the thing. faces we are giving you right now. No, don't. This is almost as bad as saying NSYNC is worse than the Backstreet Boys. Jared, do you want to pop in? You can't. Oh, sorry. I muted you can't you. explain this away. Yeah, okay. this is. I just. You should haven't stop. taken the time to watch them. <laughs> oh, well. I will also say. That's like saying you don't like broccoli before you try it. I don't like broccoli, <laughs> but I eat it. You know what I don't like is bananas, but I eat them because they're healthy. That's anyway, right. Continue. I will also say Alex Rodriguez is a super smart business. Oh, I, I bet. Like he was smart business wise when he was like 19 years old. Oh, that's He started awesome. buying apartment complexes in Seattle when he was like 19. Wow. His first big contract he ever signed. 
That's amazing. He's a fascinating yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. And he's dating J-Lo. So good for him. Yeah. Am I right? Get it. Getting into the reality TV biz. It's That's just a right. family business. But I just thought that was a really interesting show. And the other show that is kind of like about sports that just got me down this tangent. So have you ever seen the, is it called the masked singer? Yes. Yes, okay. it is. I've seen some clips of it. And so finally today I was just like, I just need something to not think about. So let's just turn on this masked singer and th- see what it's all about. Well, turns out, I think that there is a professional athlete on this show and I think he's the thingamajig. Okay. I was going to ask you which one. I think, okay, so thingamajig, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, who's the fake Britney Spears now? <laughs> <laughs> Standing next to six foot tall Nick Cannon, which, is he really six foot tall? I don't know. <laughs> you know, he's an industry six foot tall. That's when, right. When I was in high school, tangent, we would take our measurements, but we'd, we would all wear high heels. That's right. The day Everybody that We took our that. measurement. Anyways, I am not anywhere near 5'11", but that's what it was in high school. You've shrunk since then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so standing next to the quote unquote six foot Nick Cannon, I would say maybe a foot taller. And I know he's in, you know, this costume right. and stuff like that, but so, he's very tall and very thin. Who do you think it is? I think it's Victor Oladipo. So one of the clues is that he, um, something about magic. So everyone thinks he probably played for the magic. And so I was between Victor Oladipo, who turns out a lot of people think that it might okay, be. Okay. I was going to ask you for research. Yes. And theories. Dwight Howard. But uh, I just feel like Victor Oladipo has a little more um, control over his body, which I feel like this character has, than Dwight Howard, who I just kind of find to be a little clumsy. Yeah. Uh, did you hear the thing about Jake saying yet? Yes. Does good. That, okay. He's good, but he's a little bit shy. So you think that lends the... Yeah. Well, this could be wild. I mean, this could be a you, true you heard right, it here first. Right. And it really took me down this rabbit hole of reading things about... Did you know Dwight Howard used to eat the equivalent of 24 count candy bars a day? No. That's disgusting. I and I that. love candy. I mean, I read it on the internet, so it's probably true. Definitely true. Yeah. Have you ever seen what The Rock eats in any given day? No. Healthy? Yeah, but the amount of calories is insane. Really? Who was that swimmer? Michael Phelps. Yeah. He used to eat a lot too. Right. You have to. That's about how much I eat. (laughs) Growing a child. That's right. You get a pass. I did some brief internet research. Uh, there is a video of Victor Oladipo singing during the 2018 NBA Awards. Oh, we need he to compare. He has put out a music video. <gasps> okay, I have to listen to it yes, so I can you need, compare the I, voices. They do do a little bit of voice, um, what's the word? Manipulation. Thank you, yeah. So, But yeah. you could still probably get something. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird show, but my kid likes it, so we watch it occasionally. Yeah. yeah. Rosa just the whole time kept saying, like, I don't like that guy. And I was like, well shut your mouth because I do so we're gonna watch it because I'm in charge because I'm the mom <laughs> that's right I was like I'm sorry whatever you want I also found that Nick Cannon is 510 oh well he's listed on Wikipedia as six foot I think yes they I, I don't know anyways uh, yeah this whomever is the thingamajig is significantly taller and quite thin Oladipo's 6'4". Okay. So. so, yeah, you're probably right then. Half a foot? Yeah. At, at well, plus least. you throw the thing yeah, on. Yeah, you can't really tell where, where his head ends. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a weird show. Anyway, yeah. that was my random tangent. I liked that. I was concerned Good. that it was going to be 
I don't know. It's even about more. mouth poop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, thank you for saying that. <laughs> I mean, truly that was it. Okay. Well, this time it wasn't about mouth poop. No, but you, f- you figured out a way to sneak that in. So I'm proud of you. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else? I don't have anything else. Okay. What Satur- a fun week. It, yeah. And Saturday is a big day for, for Cyclone Nation. So hopefully we, oh, my husband's going to Norman. So that's pretty exciting. Oh. Yeah. Um, Yes, Jared raised his hand. Do you have a question? Uh, Whiskey River and Ankeny. That's right. Yeah. Ooh. So for both, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Does it start at 3? 30? Uh, 3.30. Okay. Yeah. That's what tip-off is. Yeah. yeah. So get there early and hang out with BFF of the pod, Jared. Yeah. Cyclone yeah. Fanatic and White, Wide Right and Natty Light, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I'll be there, though. Don't come to hang out with Jared. Just come to hang, hang out, out with, with fellow Cyclone fans. <laughs> Jacqueline and... And the guys from Wide Right Natty Light. There you go. Love It'll be fun. And we'll, yeah. Maybe she'll take great pictures of you because she is an insanely talented photographer. You guys should all look at the wonderful photos of Jared. Okay. He looks so handsome. Yeah, he looks fine. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> what a great podcast. I think this was really fun. It might be one of our longest, but I think that That's it okay. was a good one. And we figured out that Jared's microphone maybe wasn't working at the very beginning. So if you can't hear what Jared's saying, it's Jared's fault. It, Sincerely, it is. He was the one who plugged it in. If you can't hear what Jared's saying... It's not the worst thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) We love him. We really do. All right. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Haven't figured out what we're talking about yet, but we'll, we'll get there. I have some ideas. I know you do. (laughs) I've seen the list. All right, everybody. In the meantime, go Cyclones. Yep. Go State.